Support for the Things Above podcast, hosted by James Brian Smith, comes from the Apprentice Institute for Christian Spiritual Formation at Friends University, whose mission is to provide spiritually transforming educational experiences for churches and individuals seeking a radiant, joyful, Christ-centered life. Learn more by visiting ApprenticeInstitute.org. I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 100. Folks, did you just hear what I said? Episode 100. Holy cow. Wow. Oh, wow. 100. That's amazing. And we've also crossed over the half a million mark in downloads. The Things of a Podcast episodes have been downloaded over 500,000 times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I would never have dreamed of this. Jacob Smith, my son, who produces the podcast, we couldn't have dreamed of this when we started. But here we are, and here we go. If you missed the pilot episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our mind on good and beautiful and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that's why we do the podcast, to provide for you in each week a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you can become an epiphany of grace. Today's thought from above is this, increase the grace of God in your life. In a previous episode, number 98, the thought from above was this, create space for grace. In that episode, I define grace as God's action in our lives, which includes the saving work of Jesus on the cross, but also every moment of our lives is an act of grace, unmerited, unearned, and freely given, a power and a provision for our lives. That's what grace is. And I ended by saying that The great John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, called the spiritual disciplines means of grace. So today, what I want to talk about is how to increase the grace of God in our lives. This will involve the intentional practice of exercises or disciplines for our inner life with God. It was in 1981 that I first met Richard J. Foster, who was a professor here at Friends University And I was a sophomore. I was just a young pup. And I took a class with Dr. Foster, and I learned from him about the spiritual disciplines, which includes prayer and meditation, silence and solitude, worship and celebration, just to name a few. Richard's teaching and his book, Celebration of Discipline, opened up a whole new understanding of the Christian life for me, as I suspect it has for many of you listening. I'd only been a Christian for a year, and no one had told me about spiritual disciplines. The only thing other Christians told me to do was to go to church and to read the Bible, which is good, and I did, but I didn't fully understand actually why I would do those things. I just thought they were Christian laws. It's just what you're supposed to do. But in my time learning from Richard, I began to see that the spiritual exercises were, as Wesley said, means of grace. 
They were ways that we allow God's grace to work in our lives. Richard himself famously defined the disciplines as ways we, quote, place ourselves before God so that God can transform us. That transforming work of God that happens when we pray or enter solitude or engage in worship is nothing other than the grace of God. But knowing exactly what was happening to me or why it was happening wasn't important to me at the time. All that mattered was that I was growing deeply in love with God, that God was becoming very real to me, and it began to actually consume my life in a very good way. Throughout my junior and senior year, I got up every morning before the sunrise, showered, lit a candle, my own personal favorite thing, opened my Bible, and read a passage. And then I'd write in my journal for a while, then I would pray for a while, and then read a passage from a devotional classic like Augustine's Confessions or Teresa's Interior Castle or a sermon by John Wesley. And I was filled with the Spirit and ready to embrace my life as a student. I cannot stress how impactful this was for me. I so loved being a Christian. My life with Jesus was all I wanted to think about, all I wanted to practice, all I wanted to engage in. And ultimately, it led me to want to go to seminary, and I did. And then it led me to want to go into ministry, which I did. The practice of the disciplines allowed me to burn so much grace, like I talked about in episode 98, I was like a 747 burning jet fuel on takeoff. And it's never stopped. Here's the absolute best offer on the planet. You can live as Jesus' disciple or apprentice, and the primary way you interact with this master teacher Jesus is through the disciplines. They are time-tested, well-directed actions that you can engage in. Now, well-directed is the key here because the disciplines for the spiritual life enable us to increase the grace of God in our lives, and it has to be intentional. Let me repeat that phrase. The disciplines for the spiritual life enable us to increase the grace of God in our lives. God can and will and wants to meet our every need, and God has provided these exercises as ways for God's grace, God's power, and God's action to heal and bless us. So every time we intentionally engage in these practices, we allow God's grace to work in our life. Spend five minutes counting your blessings, and grace will inspire you and lift your heart. Spend 10 minutes reading a passage of Scripture, and grace will enter your mind in the form of wisdom and comfort. Spend 15 minutes reading a devotional book, and grace will enter your mind and heart through the inspiration of some great saint who can still speak through the written word. Spend 30 minutes in solitude, and grace will unmask you and slow you down, slow your heart rate down, your blood pressure goes down, and your soul will be nourished. These practices are themselves gifts. They are themselves grace that God has given to his disciples because disciplines, as Dallas said, are for disciples or apprentices of Jesus. They're not for dabblers or mere consumers. 
They are intended for people who want to learn how to live their whole lives in the glorious kingdom of God. The formula is simple. The more you engage in the disciplines with the right heart and motive, the more grace you will feel and experience. If you want a deeper life with God, these practices are a gift. They allow each day to become less of a source of stress and more of a space for grace. God's grace, God's power and provision, wisdom and wellness, come into our hearts and minds each time we create space for them. Are you wanting this? Do you desire this? If so, that itself is an act of grace. That desire inside of you that's thinking, oh, I really want this in my life, that desire to deepen your life with God is itself a gift of grace. Now, of course, we have to be careful to be sure that we're not practicing these in the wrong way. I remind my students constantly that the moment you begin an intentional practice of the disciplines, legalism is always lurking nearby. Once a person moves from intention to actual practice, the devil will rise up and play one last card, legalism, which is to try to make you think that what you're doing is impressing God or impressing others, that your solitude or fasting or prayer is meriting something. It isn't. It isn't meriting a thing. The disciplines are wisdom, not righteousness. They simply create space for grace. And as such, we can rightly engage in them in a posture of surrender and humility. Which is why, whenever I practice any of the disciplines, I begin by acknowledging that I am simply a beggar looking for bread. I don't deserve God's grace. I mean, by its own definition, grace is a gift. It can't be earned or deserved. The great spiritual writer Evelyn Underhill said that when we practice the disciplines, we have one foot in time and another foot in eternity. And that image has always stayed with me, that idea that I'm living my life, this life, and it's a wonderful life, but this life that I'm spending here in time is also connected to the very real heavens that are all around me. I love that image, this idea that the disciplines allow the splashes of heaven to enter into our everyday lives. So, let's band together, shall we, as accountability partners who want to increase the grace of God in our lives every day, to increase the grace, the power, the provision, the protection, the wisdom, the knowledge of God in our lives every day. I hope you join me next week for episode 101. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast at apprenticeinstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above.